Every day, I am getting one step closer to having another healthy baby, and Caraway Home is helping me do that. Their ceramic, naturally slick surface cookware allows you to cook with minimal butter. Uh, they're very easy to clean, just a little warm water, you wipe it down. And the best part is, is that Caraway products are made without any toxic materials like BFASs, BTFEs, and a bunch of other things like I can't even pronounce. So you don't have to worry about that. Um, right now, visit Caraway wayhome.com slash TSFS to take advantage of this limited time offer for 10% off your next purchase. This deal is exclusive to my Sarah Fraser Show listeners. So visit carawayhome.com slash TSFS or use code TSFS at checkout. Caraway, non-toxic cookware made modern. It's time for you to see what all the fuss is about, read about their five-star reviews and why so many TSFS fans buy Caraway Home. Order now. I just had a fabulous listener email me and she said, Sarah, does Nutrafol work for men too? You better believe it. Nutrafol is the number one dermatologist recommended hair growth supplement for men and women with over 1 million people seeing thicker, stronger, faster growing hair with less shedding. Hello, me included. Nutrafol changed my life post-baby and postpartum hair. Amazing. Also, a lot of women going through menopause say that Nutrafol works for them as well. And like I mentioned, it works for the fellas. Take the first step right now to visibly thicker, healthier hair for a limited time. Nutrafol is offering my TSFS listeners $10 off your first month subscription and free shipping when you go to Nutrafol.com and you enter the promo code TSFS. Find out why over 4,500 healthcare professionals and hair care stylists recommend Nutrafol for healthier hair. Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com, promo code TSFS. That's Nutrafol.com, promo code TSFS. Tonight, only on Disney Plus. My name is Taylor. Welcome to the Eras Tour. Experience Taylor Swift's record-breaking Eras Tour. Swift, the Eras Tour, Taylor's version, with four additional acoustic songs. Streaming tonight only on Disney Plus. episode is brought to you by Amanda, who is the owner of Simone Pure Photography. Have you ever heard of a dating photographer? I hadn't. It's the first time ever I have partnered like this with someone for the Sarah Fraser Show. But I know many of you are looking for love. And unfortunately, the pictures that you're putting out, even the ones that your girlfriends took, may not be conveying the beautiful, fabulous, hot personality you are. Well, Amanda specializes in candid, not staged. She's not putting you in front of some mural. She just gets you in the real, captures your personality and makes you feel at ease. She offers three different packages. And if you book before Valentine's Day using code CANDID, code CANDID, baby, 10% off. Tell her the Sarah Fraser Show sent you. I love her work. If you have not peeped her stuff on her website, which is SimonePurePhotography.com, same on Instagram. Check out her befores and after. You will be finding love before you know it. She's based in the D.C. area, but travels everywhere. So check her out. Book her with code CANDID for 10% off your first shoot. It's SimonePurePhotography.com. If you're not watching TLC's I Am Shauna Ray, ow! 
Okay. It is such an epic show. It is a 22-year-old trapped in an 8-year-old's body because of her pituitary gland that was stunted in growth when she was diagnosed with brain cancer at six months old. This girl is a queen, and she slays, and she has beat it all. But her parents, of course, are very protective and overbearing, so it makes for a great reality show. Shauna Ray is on the show. People have had a ton of curiosity about her today, like, she has dwarfism. She People want to know why she doesn't date other people with dwarfism. They want to know if she's had sex. They want to know why her parents won't let her move out. They want to know, let her get her license. Look, girl goes in. So enjoy the interview. I'm here with my girl, Shauna Ray from I Am Shauna Ray, the newest show on TLC. All right. Where are you in Long Island? I am located in Long Island, yes. And are you guys like buried in two feet of snow up there or what? Like what's going on out there in Long Island? So... New York did take like a day off when the snow hit, but um, the next day they got it plowed and we got back up and running. So New York was really only out like one day and a lot of places still open with all of the snow. <laughs> well, I mean, I feel like in the Northeast, everybody's used to it, you know, so I'm just glad your internet didn't go out because I've been dying to talk to you. <laughs> if our power went out, I would have lost it. <laughs> okay so how have things been going like how do you like being a reality star um so it is it is different of course from my day-to-day life but um I enjoy it because I've never really met people in similar situations as me I've never known anyone with dwarfism I've never known another cancer survivor and because of the show and the fact that it's on TLC has allowed so many people to reach out and let me know that I'm not alone which is the main reason I wanted to do this I wanted to show people that I'm not alone and people are showing me that I'm not alone so how's the so the reception's been really good like people have been really positive and, and reaching out to you Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. It's been amazing. Okay, but, okay, you know, but has, does anyone else have your condition? Because your condition is, is, is really, really rare. I mean, you, you have this brain tumor, right? When you were how old? Like, I was six months old when I had the surgery and was like diagnosed. So um, they think I was born with it, but they didn't find it until it grew around four to six months in that time frame. And then I was out of surgery by around Christmas time and I went through chemotherapy for a couple years. And that ends up like stunting your pituitary glands, right? Like yeah. that's okay. So that has to be like such a rare side effect of chemo. I never even had heard of that. Yeah. So, um, Honestly, a lot of people do have side effects from chemo, of course. And most children that go through chemo have some form of growth deficiency. What is most of the time, uh, hormone works for them and they continue to grow and they continue to be on it without it being so painful and it being beneficial for them. Unfortunately, my body kind of went through this period of rejection and um, my parents had taken me off and on. And by the time I went back on it at 14 to 16, um, I was in puberty. So puberty is when females growth kind of stops. I have to say, I feel like that was the hardest thing. I mean, I want to talk to you too about like the whole like vibe of the show and everything because it's it's very it's very fascinating and and people have like all kinds of different takes but so to me that was like the hardest thing for you to say basically you found out later in life with a doctor that had said like oh if you had stuck with these basically really painful hormone Mm -hmm. ingest like injections and everything that you might have ended up even five foot 
Yeah. Was that the hardest thing? Because you've shared everything, like your fertility struggles. Like, was that the hardest thing to share? Because for me as the viewer, I was like, oh, my God, how hard is that to share? Um, I've grown used to sharing my medical experience, so it wasn't extremely hard to share. It's just hard to say because even though I know I'm no longer growing, even though I know I'm perfect the way I am, going back to when I was 16 always makes me vulnerable. It makes me have those emotions all over again. And it is hard to admit that you're not perfect and you're not going to ever be perfect in any way. And so it was extremely hard sharing it. But I knew at the end of the day, it was so very necessary for not just me and my family, but for everyone else that I became comfortable with it. And thankfully, I worked with this lovely crew that just made me feel so welcomed and so accepted because of it. Yeah. Tell me. Okay, so tell me about that. Was the show therapeutic for you and your family or like did it just kind of bring up a lot of old things? Because it was... It's interesting. Like, sometimes I feel like you're super sassy on the show. And then other times I'm like, wow, it almost seems like in real time, you and your family are still kind of coming to grips with, you know, your dwarf is, you know what I mean? It's it's very interesting. It's like, because your parents are sort of like trying to let go, you know, what, how did you feel doing it? Yeah. So the show has been therapy in a way. I mean, I am in actual therapy also because of how overwhelming my life can be. But um, with that and the show working the way it does, I get this opportunity to work with my family. And it does bring up a lot of old times and those bad emotions and a lot of emotions that some of my family haven't dealt with in years. And a lot of that being brought up. And I think it's really beneficial for my family because we used to be so closed off. And so like our emotions aren't as impacted as we like to like perceive. And my mom is very closed off and she doesn't like to talk about that time because it was such a bad time for her because I mean, no one wants to hear their baby's going to like not survive. I mean, it's beautiful how much they love you. I mean, actually the the beauty of the show is your parents actually seem like the most stable TLC parents ever. I mean, they really do like, like, I mean, we're used to seeing like, you know, these guys that are addicted to their moms and their moms are shaving their backs. I mean, you know, your parents actually seem like, you know, they care about you almost to the point of like, okay, it's a little overbearing. Right. I mean, Girl, they got to let, they, uh, yeah, keep going. No, I mean, of course it's overbearing. Um, I completely understand with my circumstances that they have to be in a way. I've been in dangerous situations in my life before that I know there is some precaution. And I appreciate my family because of that, because otherwise... I wouldn't know how many people are out there and the kinds of people that are out there. And I wouldn't know how to deal with those situations. And because of their overbearingness in a way, they 
taught me how to deal with it better. They didn't allow it to happen when I was too young to not understand. So they let it happen when I was old enough and had more of an intelligence behind my dwarfism and understanding the dangers, the pros, the cons, all of it. Okay, so what what is their biggest fear? I feel like your mom kind of talked about it. Like, like basically, she's really worried about these fetish guys, right, that are mm-hmm. kind of into the fact that you look so young, right? But I mean, are they worried about, like, people kidnapping like what is the what's the like biggest fear because that's mine I'm like okay the only reason I would not let like my sister live on her own is basically just like someone could carry you off that is like the only reason you know but is what are their other fears um I would say that one of their huge fears is that I'm gonna disappear one day um yeah so there is always that there is always I am a woman still it is still a dangerous place in the world sometimes and I am a smaller woman, so a lot of people can think they can overpower me. Um, but I would, I would just say their biggest fear is if I'm going to get sick again. That is their major, like the biggest concern they have is if it's going to come back. And thankfully, I turned 21 without it coming back. So my chances of my form of cancer coming back again are way slimmer. And yeah. It's a hard thing to do, but every time I do routine neurology appointments or anything, my mom gets the jitters, basically, because she's like, oh, what if it's back? I'm like, it's fine. It's still just the dead tissue. It's okay. I mean, it's beautiful. They love you so much. I mean, I think that's, like, so great on the show. But, I mean, you know, we are sitting there screaming, like, at least let her have an apartment across the street from you. You know, like, you guys can, like, spy on her, but, like, let her have her own house, you know? (laughs) Yeah. All right, let's talk about some fun things. Your dating life. Everybody wants to know, how is it going? My dating life is going decent, I guess. Um, There is a couple people that I know personally that are interested. I know I'm talking to a couple people, but I'm honestly focusing so much on me and my community and what I can do for other people that it's not a priority and it's always when it happens it happens okay so you you are actively dating but nobody's serious like okay well we'll wait for like season three I mean I need you booed up I'm like you're so cute on the but by the way do people give you shit for not hugging the guy on the date like I thought that was Uh really funny I was like you gotta go in for the hug Shauna you were like all right get away from me I mean I'm like this like vulnerable here he's like acting he seems so sweet and I loved the hug you were like oh hugs <laughs> yeah um what people don't really understand about that is I have an issue with hugging people because of the way people hug me um it's usually like if you're hugging straight forward I'm in your groin area and that's just awkward and then if you're hugging me from the side I'm in your armpit and that's still awkward so it's <sighs> The way Abraham did it on the date was the best way he could do it for interacting with me for the first time. Yeah, it was kind of like a side. It was like the side hug. That was cute. A side hug with no armpit. It was great. Yeah. (laughs) But yeah, um, hugs for me, I'm just not a very touchy, touchy person. And I don't. I give people hugs. I am accepting of hugs, but I'd rather not hug if that makes sense, just because. For me, a hug isn't a show of an affection. It's kind of like you're suffocating me and I need to get out because I have claustrophobia. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
so it, it's just a complicated situation that when people get to know me, then they know how to physically interact with me. Shauna, people are obsessed with your sex life. So when you were saying like, oh, I've done everything, people want to know, have you had sex? Yes. Okay. <laughs> You were like, I've done it all. I've been to all the bases. And people were like, well, which ones? Like, we want to know. Has she had sex? Like, how many blowjobs has she given? We need to know. <laughs> but it's the thing I don't think needs to be out there. I think that people just need to understand. I'm a normal human being. I function normally. And I do all those normal things other humans do in those activities. There's no issues there. Um, I know sex is a huge topic when it comes to disability and just dwarfism in general. Um, so it is something that is touchy, but it's, it's something that needs to be talked about. I don't think yeah. sex should be so taboo as it is in our society. I think we should be positive towards it because it is a way of connecting with other people also, but also it's a way of, for at least for me, it was confirmation that I can do whatever I kind of want because I, growing up, was told that it might not be a possibility. And when I found the boyfriend that I had and we dated for a couple of years and it finally happened, it made me feel like a normal woman. Yeah. I, I think people perceive me differently because they think sex or anything like that is kind of t- like a fetish or it's off the table. And I know there's people out there that won't fetishize me. I know there's people that will, and I usually stick to the people that won't. Yeah. <laughs> but it, it, I mean, it's a natural thing that happens in most people's life and it's a personal choice, whether you want to do it or not. And it was my personal choice to do it. And I'm happy that I work. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, and I think in general what's great about your show is I I think people are really rooting for you. Like, they really want you to find love, independence. Are we going to see you get a driver's license too this season? Like, just blink twice because I'm sure they don't (laughs) want to give away too much. But Um, So I I can say that you won't see me get a driver's license because I am currently working on my permit. Quick pause to thank our fabulous sponsors, including ZocDoc. Um, ZocDoc, quality doctors. No one knows what you're looking for in a doctor better than you. And no one's better at giving you the tools to find the perfect doctor than ZocDoc. You guys, this app is totally free. The people who created ZocDoc found the major pain points in healthcare, all the things that weren't working and said, you know what, enough is enough. And they made booking a great doctor surprisingly pain-free. I'm getting ready to use ZocDoc here in the Los Angeles area because I just moved. I use them to find an eye doctor in Northern Virginia and you can too. ZocDoc is a free app that shows you doctors who are patient-reviewed and take your insurance and are available when you need them. Read up on local doctors, get verified patient reviews, and see what other real humans had to say about their visit. So when you walk into the doctor's office, you'll set up to see someone in your network who gets you. Go to ZocDoc.com slash TSFS, okay? So download the free app. Go to ZocDoc.com slash TSFS and download the ZocDoc app totally free. Then start your search for a top-rated doctor today. Many are available within 24 hours. That's ZocDoc.com slash TSFS. ZocDoc.com slash TSFS. Also, huge thanks to BetterHelp. Guys, have you ever heard of 
BetterHelp. It's spelled B-E-T-T-E-R-H-E-L-P. BetterHelp is an app also that allows you to find a therapist. Your mental health is so, so, so important. You have to have great mental health. You have to take care of your mental health. And BetterHelp allows you to search doctors everywhere. They'll get you an appointment within 48 hours. And on top of that, they help you to determine which doctor is best for you. And of course, if it doesn't work out, you can find another one. You'll be matched with a therapist in under 48 hours to be exact. It's not a crisis line. It's not a self-help. It's a professional therapy done securely online. Visit their website and read their testimonials for yourself. It's what I love about ZocDoc. It's what I love about BetterHelp. They're posted there daily. You can go to betterhelp.com reviews. And of course, visit betterhelp.com TSFS. Better H E L P. Join the over two million people who have taken charge of their mental health. You guys know I have multiple therapists. You know I got one for my mindful eating. Schman and I have a couples therapist. So my special offer just for the Sarah Fraser Show listeners: get ten percent off your first month at BetterHelp.com/tsfs. Um, also, I want to thank Radley Acura. You all know um, join the thousands of people that have written five-star reviews about their service and bought an Acura. Unlike other car dealerships in the D.C. region who are charging over $10,000 MSRP, hello, I won't name names, but we went to one before I started working with Acura. We bought our vehicle and they tried to sell us a Kia for over $10,000. I don't think so. I like Kia, but I'm not paying 10 grand over what it's worth. Well, Acura in Falls Church, Virginia, Radley Acura, never does that. In fact, you can do a lot of the buying of your vehicle. You can trade in your own, get top dollar for your pre-owned vehicle. Go to RadleyAcura.com. See why people, hundreds and hundreds of five-star reviews in their service department, and they are actively buying your used vehicle. Plus, they have new inventory constantly coming in. RadleyAcura.com. How about getting up to five hours of your life back when you sign up for Hungry Root meal prep and delivery service? I'm obsessed. I have t- I've tried a lot of meal prep boxes. This is one of my favorites. In fact, I actually emailed the client to see if I can get like a year's supply. <laughs> They're like, Sarah, use your own damn code. Anyway, right now, I want you to go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS because you are getting 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. The average Hungry Root customer saves five hours a week. Ah, that was us. On top of that, um, you can pick from vegetarian, keto, meat, anything that you like. Right now, Hungry Root is offering TSFS listeners 40% off your first delivery and free veggies for life. As I mentioned, just go to HungryRoot.com slash TSFS to get 40% off your first delivery and get those free veggies. That's HungryRoot.com slash TSFS. Also, don't forget to use my link so Hungry Root knows who sent you. Yeah. I call him the Nozempic Ben-On-Ozempic doctor. I'm talking about Dr. Applin and his wife who founded My Optimal Body. I am so happy about this. These are the first mindful eating-based doctors I have ever partnered with. They see patients nationwide, and they are seeing more patients who have been on Ozempic, and Ozempic has failed for them. What makes My Optimal Body so unique, and why am I endorsing them? It's because Dr. Applin actually looks at food additives, your, your addiction to food, 
attitude, your mental health. They do a whole look at you, including your gut health. Many of Dr. Applin's patients are working out, restricting their diets, and still gaining weight. Why is that? Because something's going on in your body and with your mind. Visit MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. Be sure to tell them the Sarah Fraser Show sent you so you can qualify for a free personalized assessment, plus a bonus free 30-day supply of their gut repair product when you sign up for a customized plan. Again, that's MyOptimalBody.com to request an appointment. This episode is brought to you by ABC. Station 19 is back for its final and hottest season yet. Andy finally becomes captain, and she's going to give it her all to be the best leader the station has ever seen. Will she succeed? Get ready for fiery new romances and high adrenaline rescues. Watch the Station 19 season premiere tonight at a new time, 10, 9 central on ABC and stream on Hulu. Oh, but if, if the show does continue past season one, it is on the to-do list. Oh my God, you're, it's all going to happen. Um, okay, wait, I have one more question about dating before I want to ask you about you and, and Tara, your sister. Um, a lot of people said, you know, and this seems, I don't know, obvious or maybe like you, you don't like this question, but a lot of people were like, well, why doesn't she date someone else with dwarfism? Like that was like the big thing online, like the big discussion. So what, what's your response to that? I have no objections to dating anyone depending on what they look like. I am completely non-judgmental when it comes to dating because I want people to be non-judgmental towards me. I've never thought about dating someone with a form of dwarfism or a different disability just because it hasn't happened. Um, Where I grew up in Pittsburgh, everyone was kind of like five foot or lower. So I was looked at as kind of normal in a sense. And that's kind of just how I've dated is... I've dated the people I've become friends with. And if I did develop a friendship with someone with dwarfism or a disability and it went there, then the only issue would be is if my disability can combine with your disability and not interfere with each other. Yeah. Oh, and I, what's, what's the update to, I mean, I think like you guys have already shared a lot in just the first few episodes, but how, what is your fertility journey? Like, how is that looking? Is that, does it look like you'll be able to have a baby? I mean, that, would be amazing. That would be great. So, personally, I know I can carry a baby if I want to. Um, given the fact that I'm 50 pounds, I think it's a little too dangerous. Mm. Uh, so, I have looked into surrogacy or adoption techniques. And when it comes to the ovarian reserves in my A account, we are in the process of that. That process did start when I went to the gynecologist. So, we are still in the process of determining what to do. Um, if we get another season, that'll be more in depth. Um, it really just depends on those results and depends on how quickly I have to take action. Because you could potentially freeze your eggs, right? <laughs> yeah. And then you could have somebody, oh my God, girl, that's actually the best of both worlds. <laughs> like as someone who just gave birth. Uh, it, yeah, that would be really nice. <laughs> yeah, so that would be good. All right. Tell us about, you know, people were also very intrigued by the relationship with your sister, which seems like it's kind of been strained, maybe over, you know, her getting a lot of independence and, and your parents kind of being more cautious with you. Tell us where, where that relationship is now. So Tara and I, we're always like fire and water. We've always been that way. We're so similar and so different at the same time. She just has a different way of life than I do. And because she was one of the first 
children and my family to go to college and do all these things and be kind of like that first generation kid. Um, she thinks that I should follow in her footsteps. And I agree with her in some sense, but at the same time, I know I learn differently than Tara and that I know the best way to go about it for me. And she doesn't fully understand that because she isn't in my situation. She's never viewed me as disabled. She's never viewed me as someone who has issues. She's always kind of been that person to push me. And I do get irritated with her. Of course, she's my sister. But at the end of the day, I know Tara and I will always be there for each other. We have each other's backs. My parents made it very clear when we were younger that no matter what, our sisters and our family have each other's backs because at the end of the day, people will come and go, but our family will not. Yeah, that's great. That's great. I mean, I think that kind of really sums it up for the audience because I think everybody was like, oh, you know, what's you know what's kind of the backstory and, and all that. What's been the most okay, surprising thing that's come from the show? I think the most surprising thing that has come from the show is just the overall positivity I've received because growing up and because we moved so much and I was around new people all the time, I didn't see that positive side as much that I do now. And I think it's absolutely beautiful how many comments and how many messages I get telling me how amazing I am because growing up, I didn't hear that a lot. Growing up, I had to figure that out for myself. And it's like kind of getting confirmation that I, that the person I want to be is a good person and is this person that can do all these things for other people because I've had such a confidence issue. I've had ups and downs through my entire life with my confidence. And I am so grateful that I did this show because otherwise I wouldn't be able to help other people, but also receive that positivity back and yeah. use it for to keep my mental health sane. Yeah. Oh my God. That's so, yeah. We're all trying to do that. We're all trying to keep our mental health, right? What? What's been the hardest thing about just the confidence? It's just, you know, because that's that's something, too, I, I watched and I'm like, gosh, you know, I feel like you're so much more powerful than you know. Like, I'm like, I almost want her to just walk into these places with a sign that goes, yes, bitch. You know, I am 3'8". I am 22 fucking years old. Serve me alcohol. Like, and I feel like you're on the brink, but like, what's the hardest? You know, we all have insecurities. Obviously, we know, you, you know, we know your dwarfism, but like, is, is that the thing? Like, what is it for you? So I would say the hardest thing with my confidence and my disability in total are just the fact that I go out there and maybe a little less now because people have seen the show, but I will go out there and no one will know that something is wrong with me. No one will know to treat me as an adult. They view me as my height because height comes with a certain age and I get talked down to because of that. And that's probably the hardest thing that affects my confidence is because I want respect from other people in order to respect myself. And I respect myself a lot more now than I did growing up. And because I didn't get that respect as much growing up, it did play with my confidence. It does. Sometimes I do still have that insecurity voice that says I'm not good enough, that says I'm I'm worthless or whatever. And that's because those are words I grew up kind of hearing sometimes. But it's all about just making it another day and pushing it past those and then 
one day I know those words will mean nothing to me. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. And I mean, we all, you know, we all definitely struggle with that on, you know, various levels. Okay. What was, so who was the hardest on you? Like when you say like you would hear those words, right? Like Mm -hmm. worthless or whatever. Was it from other kids when you were in school? Was it just from other adults? Like where did you feel like you got that feedback? Um, it was a little bit of everywhere. Um, I I will say there were some kind of words that would come from my immediate family that did hurt. And sometimes they just didn't understand that those are hurtful words. Um, I've been called the M word. I've been called worthless in the general public at my job. And they, they do hurt. But at the end of the day, whether it's the general public, whether it's people I know, whether it's people trying to understand the situation, I can only try to help you understand the situation. And if you go away with nothing, then that's on you. Yeah. It's always so hard. You know, people have no filter sometimes. Mm-hmm. You know, they really do say, and they, you know, sometimes they're meaning it to be malicious. Other times it's like they don't know what they're saying, you know, and it's it's so hard. But it sounds like you're just working on your confidence so much. <laughs> what did what did your parents do? What, what do they do for work? Like, why would you guys move around so much? So my mom manages a restaurant. She started as a waitress and then went to assistant and then she went to management. And because of that, we've moved a couple times. Every time she went a step up, we went to a different state. And then my stepdad's always kind of jumped from job to job due to the location. So he finally works in upstate New York to deal with shipping boxes and he loves his job now. Okay, wait. And Shauna, so it's your stepdad on the show. Is that right? (laughs) Okay, yes. for some reason, I thought it was your... So, all right, I want to wrap it up with, like, rapid fire, and I've got to look. I don't want to be rude, but I have to look at my phone. I think some of the Sarah Fraser Show listeners love you. They had some questions. Um, but I wanted to ask, okay, so what is... You know, we're starting to see you date. What is your, like, ideal... Who's your ideal man? Like, if you had to pick a celebrity to, like, equate, like, who is the celebrity that is, like, Shauna Ray's man? Okay, um, well, my mom wants me to say Michael B. Jordan, even though he's taken. <laughs> um because I'm with you. he kind of has that personality that I am looking for in general. I'm looking for someone who can be funny, who can be serious, who can hold a backbone, who can hold their own and have that confidence because it takes a lot just to kind of date someone like me. And I want to also have a best friend in that kind of person. So it really it has to develop from a friendship sometimes first, but... It really depends on loyalty and, you know, how stable the person is and if they're mentally happy too. Oh my God. Yeah. You need all those things. Um, people are always now online wanting to give you a makeover. They want you to just like make yourself look older. So, you know, some people will wear fat suits for comedy. Have you ever thought about maybe just wearing like an age prosthetic, like that just ages you like 25 years and then, like, and then everyone will be like, okay, okay. She's 21. Have you thought about graying your hair? I've actually never um, done anything. The most I've done is cut my hair to make myself look older. I think my personality speaks volumes enough that my physicality doesn't have to speak to my age because once I open my mouth and you learn that I'm actually kind of intelligent and I speak higher than an eight-year-old, then people kind of get the gist. Um, I have to deal what I look like physically. I love my body as it is. So changes... Changes will happen um, when I want them to happen. I don't feel like I need to like get a boob job or anything like that's out there with some kind of people. Um, I think 
as long as I'm happy in my body and I'm happy with who I am, then people get the idea that I'm an adult. You are gorgeous. Um, we had a listener, Aldora. She wanted to know, I wanted to know more about Shauna Ray's axe throwing date. Was there anything that the cameras didn't show? Um, the cameras, um, I can say they didn't show how long the date was. The date was actually a couple hours because the axe throwing, um, we went through about three or four games of axe throwing games. And so it was a lot longer than what people think it was. Yeah. And Abraham and I had actually talked more than what people think was talked about it. I know it came off looking awkward, but it it was just awkward towards the end because we both knew it had to end. We just both didn't know how to end it. Yeah, it was. No, I thought it was great. And then Shauna, what do you do? Like, what's your like favorite hobby? What do you do, you know, in your spare time when you're not now a reality show star? Mm -hmm. I mean, like, give us like, what are you up to? Are you axe throwing all the time or like, what do you, <laughs> you're, uh, you're like pretty damn good. That was, I was impressed. I, I would love to go back and axe throw. Um, honestly, I, I've been hanging out with some of my friends. It's been a little difficult with COVID in New York, of course, Yeah. but I've been doing that. I've been taking care of my animals. They're like my babies. And, yeah. um, I spend a lot of time with my younger sister, Riley. And I also do a couple things like on Cameo for fans to touch base and to um, connect with people. I have a couple group chats for other people with different forms of pituitary dwarfism. And I'm really just focused on making sure that everyone is getting accepted as as fast as possible and you know, I don't want to judge anyone. So I'm working on that when it comes to the social stuff. And then I'm kind of like laying low, reading books, watching my dogs when it comes to the not so personal stuff. Shauna, you're awesome. Congrats on all the success. I mean, everybody is just loving watching you, loving watching your family. So fascinated. And, you know, and I think just sees how brave you are to put it all out there. So I can't wait. You've got like six more seasons in you, girl, with all this drama. I can't wait. I am following it all. Love you. Best wishes. Um, You know, we can't wait to see what the rest of the season holds. I know. I can't wait for to share it all. Thank you so much for having me. Bye, honey. Bye, Shauna. See ya. Bye.